Hello and namaste. This is Preeti Adhikari. I'm the founder of the Great Nepali Diaspora, and this is TGND Beats, Diaspora Ka Kurakali. This is where we share the stories of global Nepali professionals um, and their stories of struggle, per perseverance, and success. Today, we have a very special guest, uh, somebody I've been trying to get on the podcast for ages, and I'm so glad she's here. Um, Sorupa Khadka is the VP of Risk and Analytics at Nuveen, an asset management company in New York. And more than that, I think um, something that a lot of Nepalis find inspirational is also that she's the fastest Nepali marathoner, manor, marathon runner. So welcome, Sorupa Ditsu. Hello. Thank you, Preeti. I'm so excited to be here. I know we've been trying to, I'm like, so sorry for keep on changing the time, but I'm glad we are here today. No worries. I think you're just, you know, you're worth the wait. And I think our audience will just love to hear your story and get to know you a little better. Um, so let's get started, uh, Sorupatidzu. Um, I know, I mean, I, I'm on your Facebook, so I see a lot of activity in terms of your races and so on. Uh, you know, tell us uh, how you got started on, on that end and how many have you completed so far? In terms of the races running? Sir. Yeah, so I have always been uh, like very interested into sports since I was a child. Uh, when in Saint Mehid, I used to be a track, track and field, like mostly like track runner. So I did participated in hundred meters hurdles and you know four hundred meters, two hundred meters. But before I came to US, four hundred meters was the longest race I've ever done. <laughs> I loved, you know, like I had a background of competitive running. So I love that feeling of like being out there and being uh, like, you know, running competitively. Uh, but when I came to US, that like, you know, with the goal of finding American dream, I came here in the scholarship. So the whole mindset had changed. And also right, you, right. like when I came to like US, to become an athlete in US is a completely like different thing. Like, you know, my exactly. goal was to be a professional, like, you know, be great in academics and finding like, you know, my American dream in US, not through sports, but by academics. Right? That was my focus. So due to which everything, like I did not like, you know, participate. So my whole sports background have taken rest uh, until I moved to New York. And I started running a little bit when I started like full-time job and then like, you know, at everybody else, like full-time job, because right. life starts getting mundane, like going to work, like coming home, meeting like some of your friends, nothing else more exciting or like besides like work, focus on work. So I started participating in small like charity races, like, you know, that the companies have and I stopped right. breaking it. And I think what really changed me into getting into running was my marathon I ran in 2010, uh, which was the Marine Corps uh, Marathon in DC. So okay. when I did that marathon, I wanted, I trained with one of our other friends who was really trying to get the Boston qualifier. <laughs> and as like, you know, oh, one bucket list kind of thing. I wanted to do that That's marathon. It. And then I ran that marathon and with like a minimal knowledge, I have no idea what I was doing, just like right. you know, doing whatever, like, you know, people were telling me to do. And then I apparently, I ran that marathon in three hours, 20 minutes, which was like, you know, the Boston qualifier. Uh, and I tried. yeah. And then I was working for Fidelity Investment at that time and Apparently, like, you know, uh, Boston, I did not even know at that time how Boston Marathon was one of the prestigious marathon. And then, like, there are people, like, trying for ages to get qualified. And then having to qualify for that race, it was a big deal. So, like, you know, that led, now I have to run Boston, too. And so it's like, you know, led into one after another. And then, like, you know, living in New York City and one of the things that really inspired me into running marathon is watching the New York City Marathon mm -hmm. in New York City. So I wanted to do that too. So like, you know, from there, uh, it just like started. But I think like the World Informed DC Marathon 2010 was my like, you know, the breaking into 
like really getting into uh, the running, uh, like I would say, First. interest. First. No, that that's amazing. Um, you know, your thirteen-year-old, thirteen-year uh, journey, man, like for you know, serious running, Kopalagi. Can you believe how far you've come uh, in terms of you know getting started? They can like the number of races, the the timings you've uh, achieved, and so on. Uh, like, does it surprise you? Ki, uh, what do you feel? Uh, like you know, the thirteen years journey has not been easy. Uh, one thing I think back, I could have changed it. Like you know, uh, so I started running, like you know, especially like marathon very late like after 30 that's why i tell everybody it's never too late to start anything you love right uh so that's like you know i didn't think that i would keep on running like this this long when i started it i just like oh like you know you're like getting 30 like you wanted to like you know uh do something active like something changing and one after another like you know as I said, like I got into this sports without knowing nothing. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like nobody in the family had run, like, you know, been like uh, running into this level or done right. marathon. I had like few friends I knew who have done, but very leisurely, but not like really competitively. So in the journey, I have learned a lot. I have been very lucky to be, have like, you know, it was a lot of support from the community, like from my running community. I have come with like, you know, there are a lot of coaches, like uh, indie level coaches and friends but, that I come into who have helped me to like, you know, really grow into the sports. And then all the, all the, ex- like, you know, um, ex- experiences itself too. Mm-hmm. Well, it has been, well, yeah. So it has been a great learning journey. And the more I get into it, the more I learn about it and the more I started to love and found out that, oh, this is like something, a passion that I really love. I did but, not know it was my passion when I started it, but now I right. found that, okay, this is something I found out for myself. Awesome. No, Dizu, I love that you found your passion and you're so, so good at it. And we're all like so, so proud of you. I think, you know, that's uh, a lot of Nepalis already know you, what you do, that we wanted to showcase it for the same reason. I think the passion uh, is, it doesn't even have to be your career, right? I mean, it can be side to your career and you can do amazingly well. Um, let's take a step back and talk a little bit about, you know, Hatsuko background and everything. Tell us about your childhood and youth in Nepal. How uh, how did, uh, you know, do you have good memories from, from that time? Uh, uh, something that has impacted your life, the Stokesa? Oh, definitely. So I I was born and raised in Kathmandu. Uh, I went to St. Mary's and then did my high school in St. Javier's. Uh, so I'm the oldest of the two daughters in my family. Uh, so, uh, and I have been very fortunate to be like, you know, to have a parents who never like would give us opportunity equally like in the society they like you know with just two girls my parents must have had a lot of pressure like you know to have a boy but they never made us feel like you know that like oh you are the girls in the family and then also having gone to the girls St. Mary's is a all girls uh, convent school and having into the girls school I never like I should say like I'm very fortunate to like you know have a parents who always believed in the equal rights like you know women can do as much as boys can like and then like you know who believed in education values and then hard work uh so that was like the values they already they always installed on me and my like in, uh, to us and then that's what i carry even today in my like you know in my life uh, so in school, like, you know, again, like, you know, I'm very, very fortunate to like go to the school St. Mary's where we got like exposure and education, like, you know, with every kind of activities, like, you know, and for me, like from childhood, I was always like very inquisitive and very, a very uh, energetic person, I guess. So I must have participated in every single event that the school gave us the opportunity that- for. Like whether it's a leadership programs or sports or like, you know, 
the arts, like writing competitions or debate, like you know, the quiz contest. I I right. have participated in everything. Uh, but I like, you know, but sports like are especially track. And then like, you know, writing competitions has always been my strength. Uh, and that's where I always excelled and, you know, did really perform really well to the top level in my school career. Uh, and then uh, coming to like, you know, uh, again, like I fortunate with like, you know, with or even the family members and like now, like I am like getting into the like, you know, running and all. So uh, my, like, you know, my dad has me and my sister, I think that he always exposed us into sports. He watched almost every sports that would come into the TV. Or even like, I remember like, you know, watching commentary in the BBC, like the radio when they did not have Nepal television. And then he used to follow the English Premier, Premier League. So right. you know, whether it was his like office leagues or watching like World Cup at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. in the morning or any like, you know, we were always exposed to the sports. Uh, so both at home and like, you know, in school, I always developed that like a deep sense of like, you know, the love for sports, whether it's watching it or like, you know, playing it. And um, I think that's why like I one of the reason why I even now I just like competitive sports like you know like and the running is where i think my talent has has it and that's where i am today awesome awesome Did you, uh, which house were you in uh st mary's green house green awesome awesome no more so i'm a little biased as well i think <laughs> uh, you know you're so right i think you know family sets the foundation as well as the school right in terms of yeah giving us really uh, believe in certain values and all of it. So, so completely with you on that. Um, uh, tell us a little bit more in terms of, uh, but you're running the, like you said, right? Uh, it came a little later that uh, in terms of what you wanted to be in your career, what was it and how sort of did that journey happen from coming to the U.S. they can only where you are? How, how was it? So like, you know, since childhood, I, I was always good academically. Uh, so as everybody else, when you are good in the studies, you know, you either become like doctor or engineers, right? Especially in my generation growing oh, up, right. that's the expectation that you have. Uh, so my mom, I had like, you know, uncles and aunts who had been like inspiring doctors in my family. So I have a lot of doctors like uncles, aunts then and cousins, especially in my mom's family. So that was the path I thought I will always take. So like, right. you know, since childhood, I thought like, you know, I will become a doctor. And that's how I shaped my education when I was in Nepal. So I was in the track right. to go to medical school. Uh, so after I, uh, after I finished high school, like since years, you know, and then uh, like applying for medical schools and everything, you know, like it was just like given on you so you didn't even have option so and then in that then, process like applying to medical schools and where you go to like nepal today in nepal there are a lot of medical colleges but then, when i was there there was like only two medical colleges or three maybe like one was teaching hospital daran and then you have to go to either like india or Bangladesh or pakistan then, or you know like some of the like you know the regions around there so as i was like preparing for this like a medical exam like exams and the pressure and everything i kind of like realized that okay do i really want to go through like you know all this pressure i was already kind of then i had like some seniors who had gone to medical school in india like some of my really close friends so i kind of lost like you know this like to get into medical college in Nepal is either you have to like pay a lot of money or you have to know somebody like a political person like go through like some kind of process and I thought like and then the option would be to go to like India like that that would be the best like you know the bet right and my, my as I said like from childhood I was always like taking charge of things myself and I wanted to like you know do things in my own terms so I'm like okay like I'm going to 
applied for go to us like a lot of my other friends like you know were applying to colleges but it was very at that time the information on how to get to us and colleges and who will give scholarship was very very limited right we would go to like it's so different from it now right so we would go to american library like a bible flip the like you know the perspective where the uh, short story is I told myself that, okay, I'm going to try to apply for colleges in U.S. And I told my pay, if I go scholarship, I'm going to go to U.S. If not, then again, like, you know, then medical option is still there. Uh, so, and then I started, I changed my whole focus on applying for the universities in U.S., uh, even though it was already late in the game, you know, I already missed all the early applications but- and but I got the full scholarship to come to US uh, to the University of Bridgeport in Connecticut, and that's how my how I ended up in US. Wow, well, so amazing, amazing! Yeah. And I love that uh, you know uh, uh, even from your the family again, you got that support to completely change it. Right, it's very different paths in terms of being a doctor versus doing something else, coming to America. They say to even that understanding or that support. It's so important, Aina. Yeah, and even like coming here, like you know, I have always in Nepal we have one track for like science or business or right. liberal arts, right? In my, I had never studied anything except like you know, biology, chemistry, physics, and math, right. <laughs> and then like you know, so that was like I didn't know what accounting was. I never studied anything that in is- finance, like you know, it's like completely like beyond my understanding and when I came to U.S. my another option was because my dad was working like doing a lot of projects for like World Bank and UN and all and he was like sociologist and economics and he did he he did all his education abroad through scholarship like through the right programs and all the other scholarships so I thought okay that might be the path I want to take and I came to U.S. then I realized that sociology like economics like 13 14 books but for me i've always been like a science and maths person and i I don't think i can write like papers and papers like you know like more liberal arts like i need like more problem solving kind of education so i completely changed into like uh, computer information systems where i took both like a business and uh, computer classes and I think that's where I am today in my career. Awesome. So, Aide, you know, if the the uh, teenager um, yeah, Soruba would see you now, uh, what would she think? What, like, is this something, like, do you see, uh, you know, of course, in terms of your traits and so on, it's there, right? But it's a very different reality from, from what you were sort of working on, like working towards. How yeah, would that interaction be? I always, I always tell my mom, oh my God, like, you know, when even like, you know, 2000, when I graduated, I then, never thought because growing up in St. Mary's, I was in a very competitive class, you know, always in one of the course. top students, like academic. So I thought like people would know me maybe being a great doctor or like you know like with my academic background but it's just like why that today people know me as a runner than like you know anybody who were like into academic i like you know it's right yeah and then it's it just like changed 360 degrees to what like you know what my ambitions and aspirations were coming to us versus what my reality is uh today and and it's been great and i've loved the journey and i'm learning like you know so many different things every day and then even the lifestyle i've chosen to lead like until like now it's very different than what people had expected out of me so it's 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 been amazing yeah i love where i am today no of course the journey um you know one sort of um you know selfish reason in a way that Malay personally, I wanted to reach out is because 
Hamra community, my, you know, we're all so focused on our, you know, American dream or whatever dream, you know, in terms of getting that job and so on. And I think there's such a need for to talk about a healthy lifestyle, right? You know, not everybody needs to be a professional runner or anything like athlete. I think it's so important for us to adopt that lifestyle, mental health, physical health, and so on. Can you're the perfect, um, I think, ambassador for that. And I, you know, and I, you know, that's what I also want to showcase to our community that, uh, you know, although like more and more, we have to sort of move towards that as a community. But, yeah. No, I totally understand. And that is also something actually, which is, has been like very close to me as one of the topic I want to change in our right. diaspora not only our diaspora but like it's mostly like whole south asian asian community as a whole right. because everywhere you go like you know you see uh, like they're like a brand like okay you know everybody has like one set dream of what you are expected to be in the society right especially as a right. girl what do you like you were supposed to get married you're supposed to have kids you have to be great like a professionally like you have all this expectation from the society and in ways especially like also i i've been living in new york most of my life in the u.s it's a very different everybody's kind of in a rat race to achieve something and then i think Pandemic had changed a lot among a lot of the people, even in like US and beyond. Like, okay, you know, the race is there's always something. Like, you know, work is always there. Like, you are never done with work. Like, you know, there's always more to do. And then there's always more to do at home. Like, you sit at home as a housewife or be as a mom, there's always more to do. It's like never ending, right? So it's up to you to set that bar okay what is important where is that bar like you know what that bar is that i should be satisfied and how i want to balance among like myself among like society family your professional life your like family life and if you have become aware and then prior set your priority i don't think it's something like not achievable uh yes yes so a lot of people, I get that a lot that, oh, you don't have kids. Oh, you don't have us. So it's so easy. And no, it's also like, that we're, yeah, no, no, you're, you're so right. I think, you know, <laughs> we're so good at, okay, finding excuses in other people's uh, success exactly. as well, right? Yeah. And every time, like, you know, I always hear that, oh, like, you know, people think that I have nothing better to do. So that's why I keep on running. But hey. sometimes, <laughs> it, because even like, you know, when you are by yourself, it's like, People sometimes forget that you have to do everything yourself. Like, you know, you go home, you like, you know, do all your homework. Yes. And then you come to work, you do all your like manage your professional life. And it's as hard. But I think it's just like making the priorities on what you want to put your work in. Right. I know that that's that's super important. Only, you know, one thing I also want to ask you on this note, uh, Dizu, is you know, whether it's uh, the position you're in, finance ma, or as a runner, right? I mean, there's some personality traits you have. But, uh, you know, when you look back, there are definitely some uh, some skills, right? Uh, in terms of some things you learned that have helped you achieve this level of success. So there are, can you point out like uh, two or three of those things that you know, are important, whether it's, you know, Zoom career mapani or Zoom sort of fashion mapani that to excel, you need you need to have some things, right? Some special things. Uh, what are those in your case that others could, you know, emulate? Sure, yeah. So one is, I would say like, you know, whether it's a professional life or whether it's the running life, you know, there's always, it's like the basic fundamental on how you become successful is the same. And for me, it's like, you know, understanding like what your priorities are, uh, make a commitment to your goal, like uh, make a set a goal and make commitment to that goal and work hard towards, towards it, right? Uh, especially I've been doing endurance running and then even at work, unless you work hard, Sometimes you can wing it here and there, but in the long term, there's no long term success by taking shortcuts. 
the hard work and the discipline has to be there. And I want to say the same thing uh, to the kids. Like, you know, we have like a new generation, second generation, that, uh, like, you know, Nepali diaspora in US. And it's the same thing. And also is what has like, I think it has helped me by getting into the running, like, you know, running uh, career is at like, you know, uh, we are always like afraid to fail. And I have always been raised with this like ingrained that you have to be the best. You always have to be the top. You like, you know, let's, you know, when you grew up, especially in Nepal, right? And you came to US and then to be in the podium or to be in the C-suite, it's hard. And you have to sacrifice so many things to get there. And whether you really want to get there or not, like, you know, it's a lot of balance and it's like a lot of hard work, right? The talent can put you like at one point, but then there are all these other aspects. Like, you know, you have to be lucky too, you know, timing and a lot of like, you know, aspects to it. And then running, what running has helped me is to, try take a like you know risk and feel it like you feel it like you know run a race feel it and it helps me to get back again to it like you know i've in beat i've learned so many things in the hard way so it has lent me that channel to like be ready to fail and try new things and then said like what i really want to do and what my real passion is and drive it there so getting in that perspective like i'm having that mindset open from my running side of my life right. has helped me to think differently towards my professional life to like okay this is what I want to do this is what I don't want to like if I get the, like looking right. for the job okay fine I don't want to do it. if I if I feel like that's not something I want to do then I don't do it like you know where I want to put my effort and where I want to like find that space where you think like you know you really want to work hard and then like uh, be uh, successful at uh, so yeah so that is one thing and then like you know finding your and then also like consistency is another thing like you know you have to be consistent on and I think that is like a lot of the net like uh, the Nepalis like among my friends among my family oh let's do this and then we can like all energy even like uh, this diaspora thing we have yeah. i've seen so many like you know group of people right. who started right. the platform let's do this everybody yeah. comes together like you know for a few months and it dies out right so there's no like right. like consistency is the key of course of course this is why i so i so agree on in terms of all of this in terms and i hope Amra community members already understand that, right? That it's important to prioritize as well as being consistent. And this with you, boy, when you say luck also comes in, that hard yeah. work is, is important. Yeah. Um, and so one thing is very like, also one thing is also Amra Nepali society, people still like reluctant to ask for help, like of reach course. out and ask, hey, like, you know, so I like, even myself, right? I'm always fear. I'm all. I always fear. Like if I ask somebody for like you know maybe ask something, I I I'm afraid to hear that no answer, right? But I do right. over the time. I've heard like I've learned myself. Yeah, it's okay to ask. It's okay to reach right. out for support, and especially with the mental health, like whatever we are going at work and you know, like everywhere else. If just be an old like. Keep an open mindset that if somebody says no, it's okay. Like, you know, you can ask somebody else or maybe like understand that the person is not like against you or not like meaning not to help you. Maybe a situation or the timing or, you know, what they have at that time might not help. Like, you know, not be available to help you, but don't judge and then like, you know, never like reach out to anybody else or to another person, the same person, because they said no once, right? So just like, you know, always seek out help from your community, from like, you know, other Nepalese or friends or family members uh, for any help you need, like whether it's professional or whether it's like self, you know, in your personal life. No, and I think that's that's great advice. And um, I think I'm like saying with the great Nepali does, but uh, one thing that 
I think energizes us is seeing that. I think people are, you know, maybe because they don't have the baggage that we do, right? In terms of overthinking and so on, people are sort of out there. People are seeking help as well as uh, helping others. But, you know, where we had to struggle and figure things out on our own. You know, I think that maybe the time is, is right in terms of that. But, uh, you are really exciting, Panisa, in terms of uh, what's happening. Um, so one thing I wanted to ask you is, you know, um, uh, uh, you're running chaos, man. Of course, it's so glamorous to uh, see the wins and then, you know, the, the the numbers and so on. But there's also, you know, the the not so glamorous part of it. I know just the injuries are just so in terms of the, the real time commitment you have to practice and so on. I know. Um, for you, how do you deal with, uh, you know, the, you know, once you, there's like injuries or there's so cases or how do you deal with it? Not just physically and, but mentally, Pani, and how do you motivate you, yourself to come back time and again? Yeah, it's not really hard. You know, as I say, a lot of people think I don't even work because they see me posting in social media, like somewhere in the mountain or running, always right. running somewhere else. I'm like, do you even work or do you have a job? You know, like right. we, you make like a judgment on what people see right. out there, right? So, but it's a very, very hard and uh, uh, in like, you know, especially like uh, a balance, uh, especially as a full-time professional living in New York City, you know, it's very, very hard. So one thing that has really helped is, as I said before, I've always been inspired by sports and I have, I follow a lot of athletes. I read uh, and watch documentaries and listen to podcasts about the stories about their life. And as is like, when we hear about like, you know, Tom Brady or like, you know, Michael Jordan, they are like all this glamour life, like outside, but they are a lot of Ronaldo, right? So there are a lot of, but there are a lot of hardship. There are a lot of like moments where they like, you know, struggle. There are like a lot of athletes are coming out with the mental health crisis and all that thing. So one thing is like, you know, finding, uh, finding like I have learned, especially like your question on the injuries, especially I started running really late. Uh, I had the, like, I was always like athletic growing up, but again, like, you know, coming back when you're always like a 30 and then trying to do like all these things with like no education, like not, not knowing I've learned, I will be honest to say, I've learned a lot of things like hard way and like, you know, <laughs> and then I also think like, you know, I've got injured many, many times, like, you know, and then like now I'm like, 40 and over so as a woman to be in the sports after full 40 it's even there are a lot of things even in US people do not talk about it and they are only now that they are like you know athletes who are over 40 who are still performing and then like you know in the highest level so I do follow all that story and then read a lot about it uh, I myself had gone through uh, injuries like you know I had a broke my femur like you know it took me two years to recover everybody told me okay you will not be able to run again but I think one thing is because I've followed and seen and heard stories about all these athletes one thing is oh that is something I love and like you know I believed in like a patience and believing in myself so of course you know you go through roller coaster of like you know emotions in the process but I think to have that patience, positive outlook and believing in yourself that what we can like, you know, I can do it and I can come back to it. Uh, you can you can always because especially these days, uh, we have a lot of resources. There are a lot of like, you know, support group. And again, I have been very, very lucky in my own life to have a really supporting family who believes what my passion is. They never stop me on doing Although my moms go crazy sometimes, you know, <laughs> I give like, you know, sleepless nights to her, but, you know, she still like, you know, supports me every day. And then like, you know, like my sister, same thing, like she has been my biggest cheerleader 
and then like you know and then i have been very lucky to have a amazing coach like you know doctors and rehabs uh, like you know and the friends we have always been supporting ben. me to get back stronger and that really like you know motivates you um especially like injury uh i think like you know a lot of the especially like knowing a lot of our nepali diaspora people uh don't try to and i have done that myself don't try to be ben. doctor by yourself like you know yeah. i should always that. get like a medical like a professional help if something is bothering you whether it's a knee or if i like you know hip or if just something so you know take that nice. injury as a learning like oh, you know, every time i've injured myself i've learned a new weakness in my body where i took i got the opportunity to fix it uh and of then course. the rehab and never like you know underestimate the Uh, importance of we have because like i wouldn't have been like running today if i had not believed and you know like i uh, believed in we have and worked really hard uh, to get myself back to it awesome awesome no that that's super important and you you right pehla pehla the monthly nepali haru are all doctors right and even if they don't have the degree they're all doctors so that <laughs> it makes sense to especially injuries and all of it go lagi jay makes sense to you know really go to professionals um there's one thing i sort of uh, want to ask uh, maze uh, especially you know um, for people that are trying to have uh, you know a career path but also a passion uh, something that they're passionate about something you know especially sports related and so on whether they're in nepal or here now i see a lot of you know it's exciting to see a lot of people on uh you know mero friends group or my pani that have started running that are doing something that's um, you know pushing their limits in a way um what is your sort of advice uh to people that are just starting out whatever age they're in um whether they want to do it uh, personally sabli or they want to sort of go on the competitive side sure like for anything as i said before like you know it's never late to start anything a lot of the people telling me oh like you know i've never played this before i never tried this before like i've never run this before so if something you want to try just give it a shot like you know it's never late what like the worst thing can happen right <laughs> and never like you know be afraid to fail like if you do not complete one race there's another one or if you're not like you know good on this maybe you will find something else so you just like learn and then figure out like what might be the real thing that you are good at because unless you try you won't uh, find out uh and then another thing the biggest thing i'll tell everybody is consistency like you know whether whether it's like art or music or sports like you know it's it's like consistency so you cannot like oh i want to do it and then i know like i have lost every time i post about my races i get like 10 people oh i want to run this can you help me and then after like two weeks everybody disappears right so <laughs> So it's like you know consistency is the key. Uh I know it's a we it's not easy. Uh you have to balance family, professional life, you know, like what you want to do. But I think like for me I have taken this as okay, sometimes it's the investment you do towards a health and what you want, what you love in your life. And it doesn't take like, you know, all day like it's like one or two hours of the day that you can focus yourself uh especially now we are all were like you know live in this gadget and you know computer and all this like a life and running is actually one of the channel that i use to like i don't have to look at the phone i don't have to like answer email i'm out there in the nature like you know i'm enjoying like being out and then like enjoying the nature and you know the outdoors and while like you know making uh working towards my fitness so you know just like think from that perspective and then again like you know discipline is also the key uh so like setting the goals so as you do for your studies or like your work or anything so just set a goal 
and then just like, you know, work uh, towards it, like, you know, commitment, have a commitment to get to that goal. Awesome. Awesome. No, that's, uh, that's super important. I think, uh, you know, everybody gets excited about starting something that uh, finishing that is, is always a challenge, right? They'll yeah, try yeah. to test you on so many levels. Um, next question I have to do is, uh, in terms of what you were talking about earlier, right? In terms of, you know, there have been so many uh, diaspora organizations, especially around New York, that have formed, you know, that, uh, you know, you've been a part of, that we've all, you know, seen and heard and so on. Uh, our hope with TGND is that it it is sustainable and it actually sticks, right? Um, what are some, what is your advice to, to me and, you know, people that are sort of trying to build this uh, out? In terms of you that you've seen, learned, or seen that are you know things that we could avoid or things that we could really work on. Well, I think like you know, we when we like as I said, we are like fourth generation of people really into the professional fields in like you know more I, the bigger groups. When we all like when I came to like move to New York from Connecticut around early two thousand. So there were like a lot of us who really wanted to like, you know, at that time, everybody wanted to network. It was a lot smaller community of Nepali right. at that time, and it was easier. But also we did not have the platform that where we have today with like, you know, with the social media, with like, you know, all the internet, like our globalization. Mm -hmm. So I think again, like consistency is the key. So it's like amazing that you have taken like, you know, as you said, like, you know, we talked about like commitment, you had like, I feel like you have made a commitment as, okay, this is something I do as my full-time thing, like my priority and I want to work towards it. That's, I think that's already a huge and you've already started the platform. Uh, and few things we have to do is like, you know, more like a create more like a support groups, like, you know, more like Sometimes the information, there are too many information and too many groups, like how to like, you know, give like make minimal, right? Like so that the information burden is not there. People know like where exactly to go. And then right. and networking too, we have we can use like a different networking events. It doesn't have to be happy hour all the time. It doesn't have to be like, you know, some kind of like event or, or around like, you know, some venue. You can be yeah. like, you can have like a vari variety of, uh, you know, like uh, events can be like hiking events. Actually, that's how like I was in, I was training yeah. one of my reads in Beer Mountain, no, in our Beacon Mountain. And then all of a sudden I see this group of like young Nepalese, like, you know, like coming to talking to Nepal in Nepali that, oh, we are part of like, uh, you know, this Nepali diaspora, this is an organized hiking. And I was like very excited because every time I go and train there, I never see any another Nepali. Right. So right, right. like, you know, things you are doing, it's already great. Uh, I think. People need to like a more participation so people know of that it's there is uh, important. And I think like sharing stories, like different people sharing their different stories, not from the same uh, background, but from different areas. I think that that will be very inspiring uh, for people to see that and get connected. Awesome. No, thank you, Didu. And um, I was really excited when I saw the group, uh, the hiking group, and you know, you you met them. Um, the one sort of initiative that we're hoping to really start is on the you know on the health side of things, whether it's hiking or running or even walking. I think just me normalizing that for our community, right? And I think um, now that we have your critical mass, you know, if we start doing it and making it a part of our lives right whether it's even just going for a 30 minute walk right it's yeah yeah uh, and you could have you you could even just talk to people and network uh, while you walk yeah. or hike and so on so you know we're and i will keep you updated you definitely have to you know especially in new york my boy when you definitely have to be involved um that are, uh, just to you know wrap up our show that's uh, i sort of want to uh, get your views in terms of you, you know, you talked about diaspora organization like ours, right, in terms of making it sustainable. Tara, uh, from where you are right now, 
how can we really help uh, two things? People in Nepal, whether, you know, any sort of Usma and uh, our diaspora community, how can, you know, uh, what can we do? So diaspora, so when you say helping Nepal, uh, people in Nepal, from like what perspective? Uh... Well, I'm just in terms of, uh, you know, uh, experts that uh, have, you know, gone abroad, studied, worked and so on. Uh, individual level, or even as, uh, you know, a collective, where do you see, and you do uh, go to Nepal often, even for running and so on. Where do you see places where we can plug in your expertise and, you know, uh, whether it's mentors or experts mm-hmm. and so on. One is to Nepal and uh, second is uplift what can be done? Yeah, so first of all, I think we need to first strengthen the diaspora, like the community, sense of community ourselves, because as I said now, we have a much bigger Nepalese community doing different things, right? So depending on where, which community and who you talk to, there's a different like a branding of Nepalese, right? So if you go like, you know, one, uh, like when I go to Colorado or Washington states, like, on oh, when I say Nepal, people think I'm like Sherpa, I lived in the mountain. Every <laughs> time I, I, every time I do a mountain race and I do good, they say like, oh yeah, because you live in the in mountain. Your dreams, like, no, <laughs> I didn't even see snow until I came to US, but you know, and right. like, I wasn't in high altitude that people think I'm, I lived in right. I did not, right? So we need to change the narrative of our, like, you know, of our identity. And then of if course. you go to another, like, aspects, there are a lot of, like, other jobs, like, uh, people doing, like, a lot of, you know. So, like, if I go to Jackson Heights, people will identify you differently. If you go to, like, D.C., people will identify differently, right? right? So... I think we need to have a narrative of what Nepal, like how we brand ourselves in the Nepali diaspora, not only to Nepalese people, but to outside, like, you know, uh, in the bigger, like uh, non-Nepali community too, right? So that is one key. And then one, a yeah, second one is keeping ourselves out there. Like whether it's, I know like now we have a lot of Nepalese people doing great in corporate level. They are in more decision. Again, we are nowhere close to where like our neighbors, like India, China, like all the, in the decision-making in the, you know, like a higher C-suite level. But there are many, many Nepalese who have done great, like, you know, started their business, started whether small businesses or the big businesses or where they are in the executive level. So use that, like, you know, networking and then like a mentorship and support system and how that get passed uh, to like, you know, upcoming, like a new, newer generation of people. And so, and third is also like, you know, as running, like I'll give you like, Everywhere I go, I so many times I'm the only Nepalese person in the like races, and a lot right. of like uh, I see like uh, you know our friends like you know kids and all they are like upcoming second generation or they are like teenage. They are still like you know oh soccer and swimming. They're like only like focused into one or you two big big games like getting squash. But you know that's the most competitive force into right. and make big right like baseball it, it. football or like you know basketball or soccer so like open the horizon to try and let like you know explore like what all the other like you know uh options are there and then use whether it's a culture or like you know or sports or anything to connect ourselves uh because I have right now, like whether it's UK, like other part of the world, like everywhere I travel in Europe or other states, I have been able to connect to Nepalese who I never knew before just because of my running and, you know, people like asking me, we all trying to have a, you know, goal uh, to us like running a race or like, you know, doing some adventure work. So that, you know, that is a great like opportunity to, uh, use ourselves uh, to network with each other. 
And then once we have that strength, I think in Nepal, we can use the stories where we, like our friends have moved to Nepal. It doesn't have to be like, you know, from the technology company to like, you know, even like far, like agriculture, like farming, like a couple of people I know, like from my friends, they have left their financial job over here to start the farming, like, you know, organic farming in Nepal and they're doing great. Uh, So in different sectors, uh, one of the things myself is trying to change how especially like women in sports in Nepal, it has been a very difficult road. (laughs) So, uh, so that is one thing I'm very passionate about how I can change like, you know, sports and exposure, like, like, you know, expose Nepal to the outer world in terms of like, you know, uh, sports. Um, So that is also like, you know, one thing because Nepal has been great in trekking and, you know, like the mountaineering, like from the perspective, like the world's perspective, but we have like great talented athletes, especially in mountain running, trail running, you know, any like endurance sports. Uh, And then like I, especially like being women to be like, you know, in the sports in Nepal with from a lot of uh, financial aspect, like, you know. The training, it's and very society goals, but mm-hmm. money, right? It's it's very, yeah, yeah. So that's that's something like you know, I really want to change and something I want to do. Uh, but I think just like information sharing and sharing stories, uh, uh, is very important, of course, of course. And I think, uh, just uh, my uh, I guess suggestion, or you know, you when you talk about. Uh, you know, empowering female athletes, especially in Nepal and so on. I think it's, uh, you know, the best practices to open is in general, I think our communities also need to fund these things, right? I feel like uh, a lot can happen if people don't just say, oh, I, you know, I support women empowerment, that they don't do anything about it, right? Mm-hmm. I think you know, it's also time for our community to say, okay, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, sports or anything like that, if they really want uh, you know Nepali women to to succeed I think there's also a need to actually you know uh, put their money mm-hmm. you know behind it you know yeah yeah but uh, on that note uh, Sorupati do thank you so so much this is you know I I've always been so inspired by you that I think now uh, we have this opportunity to really uh, you know uh, show our uh, audience, our community about what you've achieved and in that everybody can sort of move towards that. So thank you so much for your time. Sure, thank you. Yeah, thanks. It was great talking to you over here. I know like we we're supposed to catch up as soon, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, yes. you know, this is amazing. I'm really excited that you have started this, you know, taken this step towards like building the Nepal, Nepali diaspora and good luck with uh, everything you are doing. Thank you, Dizu. Thank you, Dizu. We hope, I hope to see you very soon in person in New York. Um, until then, you know, good luck with everything and, you know, uh, keep inspiring all of us. Um, and uh, for our audience, thank you for listening and, you know, please subscribe to our, our YouTube channel. Thank you.